This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Happy Monday, everyone. My crazy holiday calendar tells me today is National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. And just in time, because we've all got to be on the lookout for deals this week leading into Black Friday. Here to kick off our special coverage, we welcome from BlackFriday.com, Sarah Hollenbeck. Plus, in our headline segment, it's easy to fall for scams and maybe not such great deals this week. So here to help us avoid those from AndreaWarwick.com, we welcome Andrea Warwick. That's not all. We'll throw out the Haven Lifeline, answer a letter from the mailbag, and still save time for my amazing trivia. And now, two guys who are the Diet Pepsi and Coke Zero Sugar of this podcast, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. When I have a carbonated beverage, which is not often, it is Coke Zero. We were out the other night for a uh, post-football party for the uh, oldest one. And uh, they have one of those machines. You've seen those new machines that have, you, you know, you can press buttons, the Coke machine, you oh, know, yeah. to kind of get whatever you want. Yeah. Have you know how those? Richie and I live at Firehouse after you leave? Yeah. 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 They have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They have one of those. Anyway, Coke Zero Cherry. And so I gave it to my two-year-old and she did the whole like, yes, please more. <laughs> yes, please more. <laughs> You know, it's funny because uh, Cheryl works in the health field. She decided not to give our twins any carbonated beverages until they were, I'm going to say maybe 12, smart, actually like 12 and still today, my, yeah, my kids are 23 and they do not like carbonated beverages. They're, they still don't. Yeah. Yeah. None for them. Yeah. Hey everybody. Welcome to the, smart. what carbonated beverage do you drink podcast? I'm Joe Salci. Hi, average Joe money on Twitter and across the card table, ready to talk some black Friday deals is my good buddy, the OG. Not the fake OG on Twitter. Not at all the fake OG, just to be clear. Also, to be clear, we've got a great show today. We're going to talk to Andrea Warwick. We also have some good news for savers coming up in headlines. But first, we have to say a big thanks to Slack for supporting Stacky Benjamin. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people in your team, that they're always in the loop and the key information is right at your fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. Love me some Slack. All right. People aren't going to cut us no slack, OG, if we don't get on this thing. Let's get to our headlines. Hello, darlings. 
And now, it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamin's Headlines. Our first headline is good news for savers today. You see all the new plan limits get rolled out a couple weeks ago? I did see that uh, starting in 2019, yes. Yes. In fact, I started my calculations already of beep boop bop, how much can I put into my accounts? That's exa- I mean, I'm not going to do it, but like, at least I'll know how much I could do. <laughs> Who would actually do that? Like, really? Just because you can doesn't mean you have to. I mean, come yeah, on. It's not, it's not forced upon you. Right. Come on. This written by Liz Skinner. At Skinner! A- at investment news. How many times do you think she goes around the newsroom at investment news? And some people say that to her. And what's more, more interesting is whether or not she gets it. What's more interesting is how far her eye roll can go. If she, if she's had it the number of times that we, yeah. I mean, that show's only been on for 30 years, I guess. Right. So I got to tell you though, people, people said to me maybe half a dozen times, Hey Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? Before I had any clue what they were talking about. <laughs> like, what do you, I don't have a gun in my hand. <laughs> but it's, it's, this piece uh, from investment news, six new IRS tax limits for retirement plans in 2019. The internal revenue service recently released some of its annual cost of living adjustments that will affect the 2019 tax year such as contribution limits to tax-qualified retirement plans. The following are some of the important changes or non-changes to keep in mind. You ready? This is like the holidays have come early for us. Oh, no. It's like Black Friday, but it's Green Monday. Yes. And you get a plan limit raise, and you get a plan limit raise, and you get a plan limit raise. Hooray! So, the first one, 401k contributions. If you've got a 401k Elective deferrals for 401k participants will be 19,000 increased from 18,500. The same limit also applies to defined contribution plans such as 403Bs, most 457 plans, and the federal thrift savings plan. I think some people should start doing some math about how much you can raise your contribution at work. It's $500. That's how much they can raise it. No, I but I did mean, it for them. I mean, per, you're, you're welcome, America. <laughs> Per per paycheck, I mean. If you get paid monthly, that would be $41.66. I'm talking about just percentage-wise. People put in like 6% of their pay or 10% of their pay or 22%. Yeah, if you're not maxing it out already, you should give yourself a pay raise in retirement by giving yourself a pay cut today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, if you are... Like most people, you get bonuses or pay raises toward the end of this year or maybe the beginning part of next year. Just change your 401k contribution. If you're not maxing it out already, take 1%. You will definitely not notice it. I guarantee. Next is IRA contributions. The limit on annual contributions to an IRA increased to 6000 for 2019 from 5500 And the additional catch-up contribution. Mm, catch-up. Oh, a little different. That, uh, for people age 50 and older, remains at 1000 bucks for a total of 7000 I can do that now. Yes, you can, as a matter of fact. This, was a bi- this is like the biggest birthday I've had since 21. You realize that? Like, I finally yeah. get some benefits again. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, but your birthday was like 10 months ago. Yeah, but... Is this one of those things where you're going to talk about all the time, like your trip to Asia and yeah. Germany? Yeah, did you know I had a birthday this year? a long time ago. Did you know I had a birthday? Next is the Roth IRA income limits, and I hopped right over that, the income limits. IRS increased income limits on who can contribute to a Roth IRA. The income phase-out range for single filers 
is modified adjusted gross income between 122 and 137,000 in 2019. That's up from 120 and 135. So congratulations. If you were in that gray area between 135 and 137, you can now, for both of you that made that amount of money, you now can contribute some money. Well, and I really want to talk about like what to do if you're in that kind of middle and you're unsure, right? Because this is modified adjusted gross income. So this is after your 401k contributions and adding back student loan interest and stuff like that. But if you're unsure, if you're not positive, it is a bigger pain in the butt to do recharacterizations, to take money out because you got to fill out new forms. You're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year than it is just to wait until tax time to figure out how much you have. So if you are in that kind of go, no go zone and you're, and you're unsure, I understand that there's some concept of time value money and well, I'd have an extra year of contributions and blah, 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 but just make your life easier. Just save all the money and then wait until you go to file your taxes and then your tax program or tax accountant will be able to say you're eligible to contribute $3,100 this year and then drop it in. That number, by the way, if you're married, uh, married filing jointly have a phase out range with modified adjusted gross income between 193 and 203,000, an increase of 4,000 on either end. Within a phase out range, contributions are limited, eventually reaching zero. Liz writes, next up in our potpourri of happiness, Traditional IRA deductions have been raised. The income limit for deducting contributions to traditional IRAs will increase in 2019. Single taxpayers covered by a workplace retirement plan have a phase-out range between 64000 and 74000 So let's be clear, you can now, even if you have a workplace retirement plan, if you make $64,000 or less and you are single, you can still put money in a traditional IRA and deduct it. Okay. That's up from sixty three to seventy three thousand. The phase out for married couples filing jointly will be one hundred three to one twenty three. If the spouse making the contributions covered by a workplace plan, that's an increase from between one hundred one and one hundred and twenty one. So good news there. And then uh, how about this one? Defined benefit plans. If you're somebody that gets a pension, the limit on the annual benefit received under a traditional pension plan increased to two hundred eighty thousand from two seventy five. By the way for both of the people that still have a pension that also helps them. That's the uh, salary at which they can count the calculation. Yep. That's right. And then last is simple plans. If you're self-employed and use a simple plan, the contribution limits regarding simple retirement accounts increased to 13,000 from 12,500. How much OG do these changes affect somebody's retirement plan? Well, each individual year, probably not that, perceptible of a change, especially if you only do that change once, right? If you go from 18.5 to 19 and then back to 18, you're asking whether or not saving 500 bucks matters. I guess <laughs> all the math nerds out there would go, well, due to compounding interest is, yes, I got it. But it's the cumulative effect of these. It's taking advantage of all of the increases all of the time that have the biggest benefit. Still good news there, a little icing on the cake for savers everywhere. Well, if you compound it within a family too, right? Married folks or kids, people that are saving money for their children in Roth IRAs and that sort of thing. That's a lot of extra money that you can put away. And in our second headline, as we gear up for Black Friday, all these cool deals, you have to know what to watch out for. And walking down the stairs to the basement, it's our good friend, Andrea Warwick. How are you? 
I'm so good. Thanks for having me back. Well, I'm I'm glad you'd come back. That's what we love here in the basement is people that are brave enough to come back to the basement twice. You were so warm and welcoming last time. I figured <laughs> nothing could go wrong. So, but let's talk about it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this though, Andrea, because things can go wrong when it comes to all these deals we're going to be talking about with all these experts all week. Tell me about what we should watch out for this week as we start our bargain hunting. Right. Well, I think a lot of people become overwhelmed when it comes to Black Friday. Retailers are promoting so many great deals across so many categories. And the biggest question I always get is, what should I buy? And I always want to say, well, if you're asking me what you should buy, you probably shouldn't be shopping. But (laughs) let me help out by um, just guiding people through what you should watch out for, because not everything deal. And that's the first thing that you really need to know when it comes to these holiday sales. And the first topic I wanted to talk about is derivative products. And what this means is that some products are actually manufactured specifically for Black Friday and for the holiday sales. And so they've never been sold for full retail price prior to the holiday season. So if you see those compare at pricing, that might be misleading and not really accurate. And these products could be made of inferior quality. Maybe it's a cheaply made sweater or home good, or this is especially with electronics, TVs, and other popular gadgets. They may make models that are similar to ones that have been sold all year round, but they may be missing key components and features, and they may be not as good of quality, basically. You know, they're missing fewer HDMI inputs. What's interesting is that my husband and I fell into this trap a few years ago, and that's why I began looking into it and researching and sharing that with other people because we thought we were getting such a great deal. And we did, but it wasn't what we wanted, and we ended up replacing our TV a few years down the road. So, you know, if you're getting a really great price, but the product is cheap and lousy, and you have to replace it down the road, then that's not a good deal at all. Yeah. So make sure that you look at the box and it is what you need it to be, I guess. I remember having the same thing happen. I shopped on one Black Friday for a TV and I wanted to hook the television up to my sound bar and there was no way to do that. Like, like exactly. the, yeah, that piece was missing. I ended up having to take it back later that day. So what's important is to look at the model numbers and then try to compare it with what you've wanted to purchase in the past. If you can't find any reviews or information on it, just look at all the specs and features to make sure they have what you need. Otherwise, you could just be duped into a bad deal. You say that sometimes, even though this price looks like it's a great price, like 50% off, there's sometimes a little hijinks going on where it's not as great a deal as you think it is? Exactly. So retailers know that big discount claims will influence your buying decisions. So uh, they might inflate that original price to make a deal look like a better value. Now, if you aren't doing any research ahead of time, that can be really misleading. So what I would recommend doing is just doing a little bit of research and preparation ahead of time. Think about the items you want to buy and look at the original prices that are set before Black Friday, and that'll give you a benchmark to help you make better buying decisions. Now, there's also a cool site called RankTracer.com, and they actually track prices of thousands of products sold on Amazon every hour to give you detailed pricing history. And that way you can get average selling prices and see what the lowest selling price is. And that's just a good benchmark to begin your research. What's that called again, Andrea? I missed it. Oh yes. Ranktracer.com. Ranktracer. Awesome. I thought it was like, that would be a good place to check. I thought when you said it at first, I thought it was drinktracer.com. I'm like, (laughs) you wish. Yeah. There might be a lot of drinking going on, but I don't know that I want to trace all that. So yeah. Yeah. Ranktracer.com. Cool. And we'll link to that in the show notes also, but that's not all you say. There's even more wicked stuff that might be going on. 
Yeah, just um, be careful about what the doorbuster deal is. Uh, you might see a really great price on like a kitchen gadget for $8 as a doorbuster, but that might include the discount after mail-in rebate is required. Um. Now, a lot of people don't take the extra step to mail in their rebates and they miss out on the deal. So you want to compare shop and think about if you're really going to take that extra step. If not, you could always go to a site like couponcause.com. This is a great site to look for coupons for instant savings off your purchase instead of using those mail-in rebates. So I find that that's a really great option. I see on your website, andreawarwick.com, you also have a list of some of your favorite apps. Also, a lot of the blogs that you like and a list of all of the places you're appearing everywhere lately. What's up with that? Uh, well, I guess everybody loves me now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just try to help out wherever possible and, you know, always offering new money saving strategies. But yes, like you said, on my site, there are some really great shopping tools. I think when it comes to Black Friday specifically, don't just think that the sale price is the best price. You can get cash back on your shopping. You can look for coupon codes to help you save more. Um, you can use an app like Flip. So, you know, there's a lot of planning that needed to take place before to maximize your savings. We will link, by the way, to your site, andreawarwick.com on our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com. Glad to have you back here. Thank you so much for helping us today. Yep. Thanks so much for having me and uh, good luck uh, to all your holiday shopping. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch the videos of people beating each other up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part, I guess. Well, I won't be out at the stores because I'm expecting my second baby. Hopefully that won't you know, help me save some money that way. <laughs> that's, right. that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard way to get out of saving money, by the way. There are easier ways to get out of shopping. I'll have to think about that next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big thanks to Andrea again for helping out today. I think the big lessons here, OG, number one, got to be careful this Black Friday week. There are deals and then there are deals, if you know what I mean. And then when it comes to IRAs and 401k limits, save a little more. Start budgeting right now. What do you think about Black Friday? And gearing up for this week, no site you think of more than blackfriday.com, do you? That's a place where they get all of the deals and they're constantly updating the site to show you what's hot and what's not. But even so, it's always great to have a guide to the deal sites and what's coming up this week so you don't waste your money. Upstairs talking to mom from blackfriday.com is Sarah Hollenbeck. Let's say hi to Sarah. And coming down the stairs from BlackFriday.com, it's our new friend, Sarah Hollenbeck. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. I'd imagine you're slightly busy these days. Oh, yeah. Just just a tad busy. I know. you're. Time of the year. Well, your website is going crazy right now. So let's talk about this year. Is it going to be a great year for shoppers, a horrible year for shoppers as it comes to deals? What's your thought at BlackFriday.com? It's going to be a pretty great year for shoppers. I mean, it always is every year because retailers look to beat what they did the year before. But it's definitely going to be good for people that aren't wanting to deal with the crowds. This year, online shopping is bigger than ever before. And a lot of those Black Friday deals are actually getting replicated online. I'm seeing a lot of deals here early this year. Is that a big trend among most retailers? Yeah, yeah. The early Black Friday sales started a couple of years ago, but usually they would only take place about the week before Black Friday. But this year they started as early as November. 
like the first of November. So Walmart and Amazon are doing some really great deals right now with daily deals, meaning that each day they pick different housewares or appliances or bedding or things like that, that they discount really heavily. And it's going to be very similar to the prices that you'll see on Black Friday. So there's definitely some really great pre-Black Friday sales if you're looking to get started on shopping really early. So if somebody wants to start working early this week, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, there's going to be some good stuff already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The pre-Black Friday sales are starting earlier than ever before, and they include um, the days leading up to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and then the days after that as well. It's almost like Black Friday and Cyber Monday have kind of merged into this Cyber Week holiday extravaganza kind of thing. You know, you mentioned Walmart and Amazon. Is that where you think we're going to see the biggest deal, Sarah? Or are there some other retailers that really need to claw back into the game where we're going to see maybe some steals from them? Yeah, Walmart and Amazon are definitely going to be two of the top contenders for both Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I think some of the people that are really trying to compete are like Best Buy, Kohl's, Macy's, other major department stores. They're going to try to price match as much as they can or at least offer different types of deals or bundles to kind of make their their sales a little bit more enticing to draw people away from those major merchants like Amazon and Walmart. We're going to talk technology on Wednesday with Bridget Carey from CNET, but let's talk about some of the other areas like, I don't know, toys. What's what's hot for kids and toys this year? Yeah, there is a lot of really hot toys. And once again, the uh, Wowie Fingerlings are the hottest toys of the season. They were actually number one on our toy list last year as well. This year, they're bigger than ever before. Literally, they um, used to be really small, so they go around your finger. And now they are so big that they can actually hug your (laughs) child's entire body. So if you're wanting to pick up those, I definitely buy it as soon as you see it. The hottest toys of the year, including those fingerlings and uh, Hatchimals, the LOL Surprise, and some Barbie and Lego items are going to go really fast. So don't wait for deals on those. I would definitely buy them as soon as you see them. Awesome. Are there any quirky toys that you wish if you were younger, you'd grab onto that might be the hot thing that people don't know about yet? Uh, There's some cool kind of techie toys that are coming out within recent years that definitely did not exist when I was younger. So I definitely think that those are some really cool items to pick up for your children. It's surprising that some of the classic toys like Barbie and Hot Wheels and Lego and things like that continue to be really popular. So I think that some traditions in in those aspects are really never going to die. Yeah. What about clothing? Where should we be searching there for deals? Yeah, so clothing, uh, Macy's is offering really huge deals on a lot of designer like suits and dresses and things like that. So if you are looking to maybe pick up some nice outfits for your holiday parties coming up, it's definitely a good place to stop. Uh, There's going to be huge discounts on Levi's at Kohl's and Old Navy is actually offering 50% off your entire order. I love how, by the way, as we're going through these, you're just looking at me just rattling this stuff off like you've it's all ingrained at this point, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to live and breathe the the sales when you have a job like I do. Yeah. Anything quirky, fun when it comes to fashion this year that you could point us toward? Not not particularly because a lot of the fashion deals are going to be kind of site-wide discounts that you're going to see on both Black Friday and more particularly on Cyber Monday. So like uh, Gap and you see it with Old Navy and a couple other retailers are going to do like 50% off the entire store, meaning that you can find whatever clothing item it is that you want and get um, a really great discount on it. And Target, we've seen year over year do about 15% off their entire store. So we're expecting to see that repeated again this year as well. Nice. And let's talk about jewelry for a second. Is there anything we should look out for in that area? 
Jewelry is a little tricky because you're not going to really find the deepest discounts on Black Friday on these items. Like, of course, there's going to be great sales, but I would highly suggest if you can waiting until after Valentine's Day to pick up Mm. any type of jewelry because that's when the highest markups are going to come. And so it'll be heavily discounted right after on February 15th to try to clear out inventory on some of the stuff that didn't necessarily sell over Christmas or Valentine's Day. Awesome advice. Is there any deal out there that you can think of that makes you just kind of laugh out loud when you see it? Like we were talking with somebody last year and there was like a, I think it was an inflatable hot tub that you can put in the back of your truck. (laughs) Um, I haven't seen anything too funny yet. Usually I feel like we end up seeing those get announced like right before the day comes, like Black Friday comes out just because they kind of draw up a lot of hype and get media attention and things like that. So they kind of wait to to publish those very quirky deals until the last minute. Now, when it comes to apps and shopping with apps, obviously I want to go to blackfriday.com beforehand and look for my best deal. But do you often combine those with coupon deals? Are there ways that I can stack stuff together to get an even better discount? Yeah, yeah. And especially if you're really looking to do a lot of your shopping online, there's a lot of really great options that you can, like you were said, to stack the deals. Offers.com is a great example of a coupon site that kind of aggregates for hundreds of different merchants, brings together all the best coupons, free shipping, discounts, and everything like that. And uh, you can even download a browser extension. Offers has a great one, Honey. Um, There's a couple other uh, brands that do that pretty well. So um, that will automatically scan the web for any coupons or discounts and apply them to your cart when you're shopping. So that way you know that you're getting the biggest discount possible without having to do any of the actual work for it. Let's move back into some specific areas. Let's talk about tools for the man or woman in your life that just loves everything tools or maybe is a tool. Or, or those two different type, <laughs> two different types of gifts, maybe. I don't know about that second one, but if you're <laughs> looking for uh, like handyman tools and things like that, there is a lot of really great discounts. Uh, Lowe's and Home Depot, of course, are the top contenders in those categories. They're doing a lot of pre-Black Friday appliance sales, but their tool deals actually won't start until Black Friday itself. Family value or true value and a couple other places are also pretty great places to hit up if you're looking for discounted tools and drills and things like that. What about uh, kitchen supplies? Is there a place I should be looking specifically there? Uh, Yeah, Target is going to be offering a lot of great discounts on houseware um, if you're looking for just types of mixers and things like that and Walmart as well. They will kind of be competing in that space along with Amazon just because it is so such a popular gift to give others and to give yourself. Yeah. Uh, what about pets in this time of year? Do you do you find that this is also a good time of year for pet supplies or not really? I don't know. A couple of years ago, I would have said, no, I don't really think that there's a lot of great pet deals. But recently, like PetSmart, Petco, and Pet Supplies Plus have been getting into the Black Friday spirit, if you will, to really kind of give some great discounts on food and treats and like holiday costumes and things like that. Things that are a little bit more fun to buy your pet. And what about personal care? People that are in that business, who's going to be lighting it up this year? Personal care, like beauty products, uh, perfume sets and things like that. Macy's is going to have really, really great deals. Um, Target is even offering a $10 gift card if you spend $50 or more on Olay products throughout the entire holiday season. So 
anywhere that you go to pick up your regular drugstore beauty products or even your high-end ones will have pretty decent markdowns this this season. You've mentioned a couple times, Sarah, Macy's, and I know that we just did a story about Macy's uh, struggling a little bit with customers coming in the door. Is that why we're seeing such, why you keep saying Macy's over and over, do you think, is because they just want people to start coming back? Yeah, Macy's is having a lot of really great deals and a lot of their stuff is getting moved online. I think that's in direct response to what you're talking about. It's not only Macy's that's seeing this as an issue. A lot of retailers are having a pretty big decrease in foot traffic. And so they are trying to increase their holiday spending and their holiday sales by providing a lot of those deals online and really pushing out the promotion on those deals ahead of time. Yeah. And then I guess my last question is this. What is one great deal you yourself are going to take advantage of on Friday? Kohl's is actually offering some really high thread count sheets for under like $30. And usually they're 70 plus dollars. And I, I really love a good set of sheets. So I'm going to be buying those this season. I'm just laughing because I can imagine with all the interviews you're doing back to back to back to back, all you can think about right now is sleep. I bet you're going to be so happy Friday night for this to all be over. Hey, you caught me. That might be why I'm buying them, but it's <laughs> still a great deal. Well, let's talk a little bit about BlackFriday.com because you guys really are right in the middle, obviously, of what's happening this week. Tell everybody a little bit about what the site's all about and what you guys do. Yeah, so BlackFriday.com is really just trying to be your one-stop destination for all of your holiday shopping needs, whether you want to just see the latest ad scan, you're looking for tips on where and when to shop to get the best deals, or if you're wanting to kind of see roundups per category, we have all of that on our either ad scans homepage or on our blog. We try our best to upload everything as soon as we receive it. So um, you're getting the most up-to-date information possible. And then we also push out that same information on our social channels on Facebook and Twitter. That's just going to say there's, I, I've been there multiple times the last few days. And every time I go on during the day, the top of the page has changed. Like it's, it's changing nonstop. Uh, we will link to blackfriday.com and also to your Facebook and Twitter feeds on our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com. Good luck with the rest of this week, Sarah. I know you'll live through it and I hope you get some good sleep next Friday. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and all of this talk about black Friday's got me all jolted up. Oh, okay, <laughs> that and the fact that I've had like six Mountain Dew Code Reds to celebrate National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. Hold, hold on, hold on one second. Okay, all right, here's today's trivia question. While Black Friday is a huge day for retailers and a big day for shoppers, which profession has their number one day of the year on Black Friday? I'll be back with maybe another case of Red Bull in just a minute. Well, our favorite tool to collaborate here in the basement is Slack. And if you're not familiar with Slack, you're going to want to be. Because Slack's a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop. And the information they need, it's always right there at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels and lets you organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team's better connected. Find out more at slack.com. You know, we've used Slack this last week extensively, Gertrude and Richie and I, to create our latest Instagram story. So we went back and forth with the design. 
Our latest Instagram story is all about how conversations should start. And it's funny because Slack is a place that makes it easy for us to have conversations about conversations. We believe that while conversations need to get to deep and meaningful, I think it's kind of silly to expect that they'll start off at deep and meaningful. And yet, a lot of us money nerds, I think we dive in with people who are uncomfortable talking about money into deep and meaningful immediately, and that chases a lot of people away. So we were comparing all kinds of graphics and uh, word choices for this Instagram story. And it is so easy to do at Slack because we don't have to switch across multiple tabs and platforms to make sure everybody's on the same page. We could drag and drop the files. So as Richie came up with pictures, he was able to send them so Gertrude and I could see them together. It also works with all the apps that you already use, like Jira, Salesforce, Zendesk, Google Drive, which is where we keep a lot of our stuff. It saves you a bunch of time and productivity. You don't have to search through a bunch of emails for that one follow-up thing. It's all in one place. No more multiple systems to find out what we're looking for. Plus, because it also has a mobile app for iOS and Android, and it syncs seamlessly with our Slack on the desktop, we can pick up wherever we left off, no matter where we're at. Slack is where work happens. Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm leaping through these Black Friday ads like a machine. Oh my God, I'm killing it. This idea of guzzling caffeine is totally paying dividends, baby. Yahoo! Yahoo! Man, am I jazzed. Or is that maybe just the caffeine? No, I can't be. No way. Hey, here's today's question. All right, Doug. Okay, just whew, chill out just a minute here. Okay. Uh, while Black Friday is a huge day for retailers and a big day for shoppers, which profession has their number one day of the year on Black Friday? The answer? Of course, the day after the biggest eat fest of the year is followed by the day we call the plumber. Plumbers report year after year that Black Friday is the day they drop a torpedo on their profit margins. Oh, yeah, that's good. Or in uh, other words, it's the day they um, uh, bake a cake in their bank accounts. Oh, man, I could do this all day. Or to put it better, they bury their debt cable. <laughs> or more succinctly, they catch up on all the year's readings. Woo! Okay, one more, one more drink. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> I'll just I'll wrap it up. I'm sorry. It's just on a roll. I think that's Doug's best trivia ever. That's awesome. <laughs> the plumbers. <laughs> when Richie, when Richie found that, we went, what, "Really, really, yes, good stuff, Doug. Nice job." Not often we say "nice job" to Doug, but that's a nice job. Hey, OG, let's throw out the Haven Lifeline to start off Black Friday week, and we'll tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency—they put what you value first. Flat screen TVs and getting trampled. <laughs> or your family and your time. And isn't it funny that all four of those words, flat screen TVs, or all four of those concepts, rather, flat screen TVs, getting trampled, family and time, all identified with this week, mm-hmm. depending exactly. on how you decide to look at it. It's why they've made buying quality term life insurance actually simple. Good week, by the way, to buy life insurance as you're thinking about family stuff. Head to before you get that Thanksgiving dinner downrange. That's right. Yes. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash haven life now to get a free quote. 
I love what they're doing over at Haven Life because I love this idea of the modern way of buying life insurance. Instant coverage decisions in most cases don't have to wait several weeks. Robust life insurance calculators, good stuff over there. Let's say hello to our new friend, throwing out the Haven Lifeline today to our friend Jeremy. Say hi, Jeremy. Hello, Joe and OG. My name's Jeremy. I listened to your show, trying to learn something, but that's the challenge. You were interviewing Dave McKnight from The Power of Zero, I believe, unless I'm getting the podcasts mixed up. And I decided to order his book so I could learn something. And there's a chapter in there, chapter five, that talks about the the LERP or the Life Insurance Retirement Plan. I'm curious about those as I have no idea and how to navigate those. Uh, Any tips on that? Thanks for the question, Jeremy. OG and I are probably going to differ a little bit from David here. I like the life insurance retirement plan, but I also think it's not sold correctly to the right people for the right reason often enough. So thank you, Jeremy, for opening up a big butt can of worms. And I agree with that, Joe, because the reality is, is that there's not a lot of products in this space that are constructed correctly and it's rife with high commissions and kind of sleazy salespeople. Even in the Tony Robbins book, Unbreakable, Unshakable, Unsomethingable, I can't remember. It's the one where he's like on the cover. Yeah, everybody can see that. I think you forget this is an audio podcast. Thankfully. (laughs) But he talks about it in his book too, that it's a really great idea. And it is. Once you've maxed out all of your retirement plans, you've paid off all your debt, you've maxed out all the other things that you could do, your brokerage account is so swole, you don't need any more money. And then you're still like, I still have money to save. Yes, you have great cash flow today. And you're 99.9% certain you're going to have great cash flow for a long period of time. For a long time. Because they work really well when you can fund it correctly. And, And what we're talking about here is effectively it's a life insurance policy that combines a cash value savings opportunity with life insurance coverage. And when you use it as a retirement strategy, and I'm using air quotes, I know nobody can see that either, Joe, but hopefully my tonality and inflection in my sultry voice made it so people could hear what I was saying. You were going but, great uh, and then and then ended that on a bridge too far. You know how things uh, were going along fantastic and then one bridge too uh-huh. far. Yeah. Just just a step. Okay. Anyways, they work fantastically when you can buy a really low amount of life insurance and pack a whole bunch of cash value in it. And you can do so at a really low cost. And there's a few carriers out there that do all that. But there's many, 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 many more carriers who don't do it that way and have high fees because it's easy to bury them. Who's going to read a 500-page prospectus? You know, Most people don't. So they can bury all that stuff in there. And then once you put in life insurance salespeople in there who get a commission equal to, give or take, the first year's premium, well, of course, their incentive is to say, well, you should put hundred grand in this. <laughs> Because I need a hundred grand, actually, so this is a good time, <laughs> and that's not the issue. The issue isn't whether or not somebody can get paid on it, and the issue isn't whether or not you can put hundred grand in it. The issue is, can you do that for thirty years? Can you max all of your other plans out and still have, you know, like you said, really, really strong cash flow for a long time? I'm going to try to go through the mechanism of what we're talking about, and this might be a little difficult, but basically, 
in in these type of policies, Jeremy, you have insurance and your own money. So let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar death benefit on the top of the life insurance policy, and you have twenty thousand dollars inside of it that's your money. That means the the amount of life insurance you're buying is actually eighty thousand dollars. So it's the life insurance you're buying plus the cash you put in equals the death benefit. The key to this type of policy is to stuff as much money in this as possible because the more money you have inside of it, the less life insurance you buy, which controls the cost. The first thing you have to do is control the life insurance cost inside of this policy because it's one-year term inside of it. It's expensive term because of the fact that they think it's going to be around when you die. That's the nature of a permanent policy. So because they know it's probably going to have a payout at the end, it's expensive, but it's term in the, its nature that the price per thousand goes up every year. So you want to buy few enough thousands that you can consistently afford it. And actually, even more than afford it, you want it to be better than just putting money in a brokerage account. So the cost yeah, the of- trade-off is basically going to be the tax bill of the brokerage account versus the cost of insurance on the life insurance. Yeah, and you want to do ostensibly that's the trade. You want to yeah, you want to do the lesser of the two, right? So if you can stuff a bunch of money in this, this can be less potentially than somebody that has a high tax bill that they pay. So you you stuff money into this policy, which by the way is also concept number one people don't get. Somebody that's not good at explaining this can't explain why you have to stuff so much money into this policy. They're like, I don't want to pay $20,000 a year for life insurance. Are you crazy? But that also goes to show why you need a ton of cash flow because at the end of the day, we're not talking about stuff and you know, where these things work is not the, I can put five grand in or 10 grand or 20 grand. It's the people that go, I can put 200,000 in every year for the next 20 years. Well, the IRS also has a rule about how much insurance you actually have to buy per right. unit of cash. So you can't just say, well, I'll buy $200,000 life insurance. Oh, look, I have 200,000 in cash. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. When you put it in there, you have, you're buying lots and lots and lots of thousands. So like you said, you want to get tons of cash in there as fast as possible to, to, uh, to reduce that overall cost structure. Yeah. Instead of putting less in, this is a type of insurance you want to put more in because you're putting more money, which lowers the cost of insurance. Also more money inside of the policy uh, is money that you can take out later. When you take it out, there are also mechanisms people don't understand. This whole idea of using loans to take it out. I've had people online just freak out about the loan provisions. It's not that hard, but you have to understand how the loan provisions work. When you take out this loan, it's not a loan you're going to pay back. It's a little complicated. It's more complicated than I'm going to get into today. But um, but I've had uh, I've had people fight with me that didn't understand the the idea of taking loans. It's a complicated product, Jeremy, which is why work with somebody who's done this a lot before. I'd say if you weren't going to work with somebody like an OG, look for somebody that like David McKnight or a uh, one of the Ed Slot endorsed advisors. Those people know a lot about this type of product. Where in terms of the asset spectrum do you think this might start coming up? So I've got a hundred grand, I've got a million. Like where do you go? Okay. Now it kind of makes sense, or maybe from an income standpoint in your experience. The last time that I recommended this strategy during my career, and I would recommend it maybe once every other year, just to give you an idea of how infrequently I'd recommend this strategy, it was to a radiologist who had no kids 
was earning about $480,000 a year. Spouse also worked making an additional $100,000 a year. They maxed out all of their retirement plans. They had their forever house. They had a ton of money flexible in their brokerage. So if something came up, they wouldn't have to go into the policy because the first 10 years of the policy, we don't want to have to go into it. We want this just like any long-term account to stay long-term. So they had tons of money. They had, I believe, you know, they didn't have huge assets yet, OG, but I think they had $300,000 in in their brokerage accounts. They had seven or 800000 in their retirement funds, but they were maxing it all out. They didn't want to move. We'd funded every goal they had that was short-term. At this point already, even at a fairly young age, they were already in legacy money. And let's see if we mm-hmm. can retire early money which was important to them. The cool thing about life insurance for these people was that we were going to be able to take money out pre-59 and a half. So for them, we didn't have to worry about a lot of the Roth IRA rules even about getting to the interest. We had a whole different set of rules that we could use with life insurance to take money out sooner if we wanted to, which was attractive. But that's the type of income. High, high, high cash flow. High cash flow, yeah right around $600,000 a year and spending probably living a $200,000 a year lifestyle. And they were probably investing 50 or $80,000 a year. Yes. Into the life insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In addition, this was all my other stuff is done and all my other stuff is done. And then all the stuff I could possibly think of was done and I still got 80 grand. What do I do with it? Yes. And for them, it was a brilliant strategy. It was a fantastic strategy. And which is why it makes me sick when people who don't know other people on the internet say that this is a horrible strategy. It is 90% of the time, 99% of the time, probably even a horrible strategy for these people easily better than what they could have been doing. And guess what their advisor before me was having them do an annuity. Ooh. And this beats the hell out of an annuity, like very well, well, tax-free versus taxable, but yes, (laughs) but very simple math. Very, very uh-huh. simple math to show them how this was way, 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 way better. Not caught in the whole LIFO issue with annuities. Much, much more attractive. I just opened up another can of worms by saying the word LIFO. Mm-hmm. We're going to let that one go. Thanks for the question, Jeremy. We also get letters down here in the basement. Today's letter comes to us from Michelle. Michelle says, a show that goes over HSAs, different kinds, who needs them, and the difference between an HSA and an FSA would be great. Here's why. I always hear and read how great it is to have an HSA, but mine and my husband's employers only offer FSAs, not HSAs. And the thought of putting money into an FSA and it being use it or lose it each year makes me anxious because we're healthy people. But the idea of contributing to an HSA that saves over time and you can use it until you die sounds smart. If our employer only offers FSAs, should we look elsewhere for an HSA? Well, let's tackle a few of these, Michelle. First of all, uh, OG, tell us the difference between an HSA, a health savings account, and an FSA, which is a flex savings account. Well, the biggest difference is what she mentioned, that at the end of the day, you've got to have your FSA money gone by the end of the year. Most of the time, people use flexible spending accounts for dependent care, reimbursements for daycare for your kids and that sort of thing. It's not meant to be a long-term savings vehicle, so there's not going to be any investment opportunities, and there's no long-term opportunities there. An HSA, of course, is also meant as a reimbursement plan, but more for healthcare expenses, and the en vogue thing to do now is to actually save all your HSA money and accumulate all of your out-of-pocket expenses so that one or two years 
into retirement, you can go, look at all these HSA expenses I had that I never claimed. And then you claim it all and it's all tax-free. The problem that I hear her saying isn't whether or not her company has an FSA or HSA, but we have to remember that an HSA is tied to a specific healthcare plan option. So you have to have a high deductible healthcare plan. And you may look at your plan, by the way, and say, mine is super high deductible. But if it's not classified as a high deductible healthcare plan, you're ineligible for an HSA anyways. So maybe the reason your company doesn't have an HSA is because they just don't have a healthcare plan that works with an HSA. Because a lot of times those things go pretty hand in hand. And from a benefit standpoint of a company, as long as it's a reasonably sized company, there's no cost to them offering, you know, the bucket to put the HSA in. So I think that the functionality is less about, this is my guess anyway, less about your company not offering an HSA and more about your company not offering a high deductible healthcare plan that comes with an HSA. But let's assume that you do have a high deductible healthcare plan and the HSA company is absent or your employer says, we don't want to get involved in that. Go get them yourself. There's probably about a half a dozen HSA custodians that are big name ones. And almost every bank now will also be an HSA custodian. This is this is just like, you know, where do you open your Roth? People, some people have their money at TD Ameritrade. Some people have their money at Fidelity. Some people have their money, you know, whatever. The same thing with an HSA. You can put your money wherever you want. You can invest in whatever you want. You're just limited in terms of the contribution amount for the family whether it's an individual contribution limit or a family contribution limit. But there's no rule that says that you have to have an HSA provided by your company or you have to use the one given to you by your company. They're totally portable. But but, so, but, but your company does have to have a plan that is But HSA. that's the threshold issue yeah. is you have to have a high deductible health care plan to allow you to use an HSA. And again, you may look at your plan and go, yeah, it says I have to have six grand out of pocket. That's pretty high deductible to me. That may not qualify. There's other things in there that are above my pay grade to to decide whether or not it's a high deductible plan. I also want to say we, we speak very romantically in this segment of the universe about HSAs and everything comes with the downside. So not having an HSA isn't the end of the world. You probably have a health plan that covers more stuff out of pocket during the year. I think people get a little romantic, OG, about the HSA. And don't get me wrong, if you're super healthy, an HSA can be great. And sometimes if you're not super healthy, an HSA can still be great. But yeah. I, I I don't know that I'd cry. You know, I wouldn't go quit my job to go find another <laughs> job that has an HSA. Thank, thank God, because we don't have an HSA plan. Yes, we do not. Stacking Benjamins. No. There's two sides to that coin. The reason that you have a high deductible healthcare plan with an HSA is because you're supposed to come out of pocket for most of that and to offset the fact that you got to come out of pocket for it. Well, why do you have to come out of pocket? Well, because the premium's a little bit lower than the gold plan or the platinum plan or whatever the hell they call them. And to offset the fact that you have to come out of pocket for it, the government says, we'll give you a little break on the, on the savings. Yeah. I mean, it all, I guess, technically is supposed to work out in the wash and for some people, eh, for a lot of people, you know, they're able to accumulate money. But if you have healthcare expenses every year that you're just simply not claiming as part of your HSA reimbursement for the quote future, so I can accumulate money in my HSA, 
ostensibly all you're doing is just not saving that money in another account, right? Because <laughs> because you would you would save it someplace else, maybe. Yeah. Same, same. Yes. But different. Yes. Same, same. Thanks for the question, Michelle. If uh, you've got a question for us, head to stackybenjamins.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see questions for the show. Click that link and you'll see all the ways that you can interface with us here in the basement. Thanks to everybody also who's left us reviews of this year podcast. Here's one that mom's putting on the fridge, OG. Get this, five stars. Glad I found this one by jet07 underscore 07. Once again, parents. Terrible parenting names. Don't do that to your kids. Uh, This podcast rocks, Jet says. Learn about money in a fun, entertaining way. Oops, did I say learn? If you want to start an entertaining discussion, ask Joe about mutual fund fees or ask OG about target date funds. Yes, you will open up a can of worms by doing that. Thanks for that. And uh, mom is going to be bragging about that one all day up in the kitchen as the Bridge Club comes back for another round this afternoon. Last thing here, if you're someone that needs help in your corner in 2019, everything's over but the shouting. Isn't that, that, I never got that analogy on 2018 when it comes to working with OG, but you can join the wait list to have OG talk to you. Luckily, which sounds so pompous. Luckily, OG answered. There's a rationale behind that, right? It's all about service and tempo and it's holiday time. And so I already know what my schedule looks like for the Christmas week and Thanksgiving week. And there's just not enough days left in the year. So luckily he took me off the wait list to make this podcast, but that, that was nice. Oh boy. There it is. Thank you for that. I told you I was struggling with this to begin with. And so right as I'm at two Brute, (laughs) as I'm walking away, I get stabbed right in the kidney. I actually think it makes, no, no, it seriously makes a lot of sense. Um, Well, thank you for backtracking now. Yes, it does make a lot of sense. But once you tell me that that's where your wound point is, that's exactly where I start poking. (laughs) Uh, Head to com forward slash OG to get on the 2019 wait list. All right, that's going to do it for today. Doug, man, take it from here. What should we have learned today? Wow, what a great show. First, take some advice from Andrea Warwick and get your plan together before you go into the stores Friday. Nothing worse than shopping either online or offline, finding some deals, and the only one who loses is your bank account. Second, thinking about investing? Start now. IRA and 401k rules now allow you to stash away more money. The time has never been better to start. But the big lesson? Maybe go in a little easy on the caffeine. I am starting to feel like at any moment I could just... Special thanks to Sarah Hollenbeck from BlackFriday.com for joining us. You'll find more deals at BlackFriday.com. Thanks to Andrea Warwick for joining us. You'll find lots of money-saving tips at AndreaWarwick.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I just jumped the shark. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. 
And a big high five to all the plumbers out there who are making a difference this Black Friday. Those guys are so good at clearing the hallways and doing some spring cleaning. <laughs> you know, giving back all that corn. Oh, come on, really? Corn? Okay, yeah, I might have gone too far. I think this is my favorite time of year. Like over the, the week leading into Thanksgiving. I just think that things get so hectic after this. This time of year, I still have normalcy in my life. I get to have regular normal days. You've got beautiful changing colors. You've got weather. I mean, my runs have been so much better lately when I go out for my my run in the morning. It's been so much easier to run with all without all the humidity. I'm a sports fan. So, you know, you've got the winter sports leagues are all heating up, but the football seasons are at those critical times when you're finding out everybody's still kind of in it, but teams are starting to drop off and uh, the upsets become more important. I don't know. I really, really, really like this time of year. When we moved down to Texas, one of the things we really liked about the school that we picked was that they give the kids from Friday before Thanksgiving through the week of Thanksgiving off. It totally takes all of that, you know, holy crap, we have so much to do, or we want to go travel, or we want to go see family, or we have family coming in. You know, I just remember when I was a kid, like we had school until Wednesday noon, like we had a half day Wednesday. And just the, the sheer panic in my mom, like as we're like, you know, she's trying to get ready for Thanksgiving stuff the next day, or we're going to grandma or grandpa's or something. And, and we're just getting home from school. Yeah. You know, we want to do stuff. By the time Wednesday, we're, man, we're all chill. We've been on vacation for five days already. Yes. Everybody's kind of getting up late, staying up maybe a little late, but sleeping in. You get to go do stuff like at 11 o'clock in the morning, like go grocery shopping at 11 in the morning on a Tuesday. But There's nobody there. But even still, Thanksgiving week. But still the preparation to get to that point. And the hurry up, I'm just starting to feel the hurry up, you know, just, yeah. but, but not okay. much. Life is pretty, pretty normal. And, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I was talking to my uh, cousin who's an estate planning attorney and we were talking about how, how our businesses are a little bit different in that everybody wants to get their estate plan done right now. Like right now, like it's the end of the year. I need my estate plan done. And so he's starting to get kind of like, oh crap, here comes all the busy time. And for us, it's just about the opposite. It's like, yeah, I'm really concerned about my financial plan, but not so concerned that I need to deal with it right now. (laughs) I will be really concerned on January 1st. Like that week between Christmas and New Year's is when everybody kind of goes, oh, crap, I probably had to start thinking about this or damn, another year went by. But um, 
so January is really busy for us and February is really busy. But after we get past November 15th, I kind of say tongue in cheek, I don't work. I'm not going to work past November 15th this year. Well, I'm obviously working, but but the volume of meetings goes down. Yeah. Because, and I don't blame you, by the way, I'm not looking for sympathy. I don't need you to schedule an appointment just, just to be friends. I, I got other stuff I'd rather do also <laughs> right now, like Christmas shop and holiday shop and hang out with the family and stuff. So, um, so it's just kind of interesting how different, different seasons of business are different, you know, even in the same period of time. I remember that. I mean, when I was in college and, uh, I think I've told this story before I've had, uh, probably there's a good chance. I, I had. I know you went to Bavaria. I have not in college. <laughs> when I, when I, when I was in college, though, I was struggling financially. I was trying to figure out how things worked, and um, I was listening to a radio show, and they said, "You know, what are you doing in the middle of the night? If if you need more money, what are you doing then?" So I got a job helping deliver papers, and I remember just thinking about talking about how different jobs, different careers, have different seasons. The world through the eyes of a paper boy is a whole different world. Just an absolutely whole different world that I'm used to. Uh, that was my first job, 11 to 14. I would always wake up then, and I don't know about you, but especially in the winter, I would look up at the sky. And if it was a clear night, I'd go, oh, crap, because it was going to be damn cold. It was going to be so cold. And if it were overcast, it generally be pretty pleasant, you know, snow on the ground, maybe slippery, watch where you got to go at four in the morning. But uh, as you're going up people's driveways, but generally it was okay. But man, those clear nights, oh, freezing my butt off. That's what a little hot and toddy's for. <laughs> you getting hammered at four o'clock in the morning, delivering papers at age 12. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, a pack of Paul Malls and a pointer, Mad Dog 2020. I also found it funny Every every person who delivered papers had a car with a bad radiator because of the <laughs> fact muffler. because of the fact that they sat well no they sat with the car just idling and so the the car would just sit there and so everybody had the had the same issue oh yeah yeah the rattling muffler too that was more of the fact that you were delivering papers which didn't pay that well <laughs> that's what Chicken that part was yeah very very interesting. Are you kidding me? I made a ton of money when I was 11. I made 200 bucks a month as an 11-year-old. That's a lot of money. I had tons of Laffy Taffy. I was the kid with all the Laffy Taffies. I distinctly remember going to the corner store, and I bought all of them one time. Just, just, I was totally, just so you could. Absolutely. Just to prove I was you totally were the, a baller. Uh, I was totally Ron Swanson. Like in that scene where he goes, give me all of the eggs and bacon you have. Wait, I think what you heard was give me a lot of eggs and bacon. What I said was give me all of the eggs and bacon you have. And so I totally did. I I mean, I would like all of your Laffy Taffies. And the guy gives me a handful. I said, no, hold on. You misunderstood. You heard me say, give me a lot of Laffy Taffies. I said all of them. Guy's like, all right. Wait till your dad finds out about this. Of course, because. He knew my dad, and so... And was dad happy? My dad would let us fail in little increments. That's good. Like, oh, you guys wanted to start smoking? That's a great idea. Here, let's smoke together. I'll have a pack of cigarettes, and you have a pack of cigarettes. Daddy, I don't want to smoke anymore. Okay, all right. You know, you want to try a beer? That's that Tony Robbins story. Oh, yeah, totally is. Yeah, Yeah. Tony Robbins hates beer. You want to eat Laffy Taffy's? 
guess what you're having for dinner tonight? Obviously, what I prepared for dinner tonight was not satisfactory to you. So you can have Laffy Taffy's. And so like the first three, it seems like a pretty cool thing. You're sitting at the dinner table with a plate of Laffy Taffy's and everybody else is eating pork chops. And then after about like six of them, you're like, okay, yeah, I've had enough Laffy Taffy's. Guess what breakfast was? More Laffy Taffy's. Laffy Taffy's. And then more Laffy Taffy's. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans. And all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.